We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It was a name that sounded so sweet, so seductive. Synonymous with words, style, power. But that name was a curse too. I've been a Gucci all my life. Your name is in the history books. Power. You are Gucci, you need to dress the part. It's chic. Gucci needs new blood. It's time to take out the trash. They are my family. So am I. You picked a real firecracker. She's a handful. Bravo. I don't consider myself to be a particularly ethical person, but I am fair. Can you keep a secret? Father, son, and house of Gucci. So for this week on the bonus review, uh, we're going to be doing The House of Gucci with uh, <laughs> Ridley Scott. Eh? And uh, we're going to talk about the movie with the Lady Gaga and the Adam Driver uh, and the, the Jared Leto and, and Jeremy Irons eh? and uh, Al Pacino and Selma Hayek for some reason. Uh, this movie is about the, the Gucci brand, the Gucci fashion and the Gucci money and the, the Gucci murder and, and the whole Gucci story. <laughs> And uh, I'm pretty sure that this is exactly how all of these characters got into character talking about this movie. Eh? Bernardo, my man, thank you for coming to the show. How are you doing today, sir? It's it's a me, Bernardio. <laughs> it's a me, Bernardo. <laughs> Oh my gosh, House of Gu! 
Gucci. Um, Jeez. Jared Leto. Dude. Man. I like when actors find inspiration from things like we I mentioned Matt Damon for this movie Stillwater that came out earlier this year went to Oklahoma and worked amongst the same people that he was portraying so he could pick up the accent and knew what type of muscles he was going to have to have to be that the character that he plays the construction worker that he plays and I'm pretty sure that the way Jared Leto prepared for this movie is he played a bunch of Mario Kart and got used to the mannerisms of one Mario or Luigi. And I, I mean, the common critique I've seen of him is cartoonish. And oh boy, is he a literal cartoon in a movie where everybody else is trying, like if everybody was intentionally trying to be that, then fine, I'm all aboard. This is a spoof. This is Nutty Professor the Clumps, right? But no, <laughs> everybody else is taking it so seriously. So when he shows up on screen, it takes me all the way out, adding in the fact that the rest of the accents aren't even that good to begin with. So I'm, man, we sung the praises of Ridley Scott, both for Alien and for The Last Duel. And now, when we get to the point of this pod where I have to reconsider my top five, <laughs> I wonder if I should move some things around. Oz, your thoughts on House of Gucci? Look, I'm usually the person who's like, mimicry's not acting. The accents don't matter. And I thought Ridley Scott learned that lesson when in The Last Duel, Ben Affleck just speaks Boston. And mm -hmm. it's great. Like, no one has an accent in The Last Duel. And that movie is awesome. And Ridley Scott gave interviews where he was like, it would be fucking dumb to hear Matt Damon with a French accent. And I agree. And for some reason, he didn't take his own advice because everyone is doing who the fuck knows what. Lady Gaga <laughs> is like, it, it, I, honestly, Lady Gaga is like channeling Count Chocula for yeah. half of this movie. I don't even, I seriously, it's like a Transylvanian accent. What? the fuck and it's it's not i don't i don't care i don't care if you miss an accent but when everyone is doing it at such a ridiculous level in so many different directions i i i understand objectively that there were dialect coaches that worked on this movie but i i don't believe that now maybe it's just because jared leto was like the the super mario version of when he played the joker and like sent his castmates like dead cats or whatever the fuck he was doing and he just like murdered all their dialect coaches or something so that it would turn out like this Jesus. but oh my god like yeah and also everyone everyone there there's there's a moment where jeremy i like adam driver is in like a really serious like character driven drama and when he's with jeremy irons jeremy irons is also in a really serious character drama and then you put jeremy irons in the room with Jared Leto and all of Jeremy Irons, like bad scenery chewing shit comes out and he's just like gnawing away. There are some parts with like Pacino and Irons and, and Leto that were just like, holy fuck. Like it felt like, like a Clint Eastwood movie, like Ridley Scott just got a take and decided, fuck it. I'm good with this and I'm moving <laughs> on. I just, I, I, I don't Ridley Scott. I, I adore him. I have sung his praises like crazy was perhaps the worst possible director for this project he didn't lean into the camp and make it ridiculous in a way that would have been like super fun kind of like actually i thought the little things more effectively used jared leto doing one of these like batshit stupid ass performances the denzel serial killer movie than than this one because uh, half the time it feels like all the money in the world half the time it feels like cats and there's just no lean one way or the other and stop trying to like fucking balance it out this was 
this was something. And if it were like 95 minutes, I'd probably feel a lot better than I do after two hours and 37 minutes or whatever it but, was. Uh, but, but it's two hours and 37 minutes. Exactly. And look, I, I, I would just, I should have led with this, but I had the bit planned out that I wanted to start with. Um, Oz and I got to see this early. Thank you, my friend, for letting me be your plus one. That was a blast. And I, I very much wanted to be like appreciative as we were talking about it walking out. And the worst, the worst part was like the other people there that were like, he was so unrecognizable knowing who they were referring to. Terrifying me that the Academy might think about this too. Uh, we'll talk about its Oscar potential in a second. But I also like uh, accents aside, because we've hit on how ridiculous this movie sounds. Like the story, because I didn't know about the fate of Adam Driver's character, of Maurizio Gucci, it's kind of a drag for two and a half hours with a lot of tonal shifts that go from like ridiculous Italian family that we're parodying to like a serious character study about people trying to break into royalty for their own. Uh, for their own greed and jealousy and and their own ambitions. And then there's this like this marriage drama of like, again, a marriage story that Adam Driver has to deal with because he's, you know, having a, a rough time being married to Lady Gaga. And like, look, I I've I've sat with this movie for a couple hours now. And other than the fact that I just don't understand what drivers saw what Maurizio saw in Lady Gaga in Patrizia that's that's her name Patrizia in the first place like I, I, like other than the fact that this is how the story goes it's like why did you like why are you in love with her why did you choose this person that clearly doesn't seem interesting in anything more than your last name and that it, it, it required a lot of buy-in that I just wasn't able to give how about you I totally agree with that. I think Driver and Gaga have pretty good chemistry um, in their in their scenes together. But the character is depicted as a as a moron for much of the movie. Much of her scheming is is imbecilic and backfires. And like she's like proudly, oh yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like to read. Reading is just not a thing for me. And Literally I just says reading is boring to a law student. And there's just, I, I don't, I don't understand why this guy who, you know, he becomes kind of like cool over the course of the movie, but I don't understand why he's like smitten with her. She's not playing a sex pot or anything like that. She's not positioned as a sex pot. So I don't, I, I just don't understand why the characters get together other than plot contrivance but i think part of that is like the fucking batshit structure of this movie and the fact that it's like a mini series chopped down to two and a half hours that there's there's so many moving pieces there's like some crazy like like magic realism stuff that's happening in this movie that i just i don't know what the fuck what the fuck they were thinking like the some Hayek part which I don't even know how to analyze because it's just the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I have no idea what it is. It's like there's a script out there that is like pure camp. That is like that's like the RuPaul version of House of Gucci. And that actually would have been kind of awesome. And the Selma Hayek character would have been like perfect for that. But in this like all the money in the world ish version of House of Gucci that we get, this sort of body of lies, like vaguely grounded, realistic thing. It's just like it just sticks out that so taking a step back. 
uh, th- this is not e- this is not a spoiler. It happens like in the first fifteen minutes of the movie. But um, Lady Gaga befriends a psychic played by Selma Hayek, and that psychic has actual. The movie seems to imply like actual powers of psychicness beyond just being kind of like a con person. (laughs) (laughs) So I took Selma Hayek's character as what Maurizia, Maritza, uh, Lady Gaga, what she was seeing, like her perspective was that she's so, uh, uh, um, women be shopping, um, that she's, you know, not all there to the point where she uh, believed that Selma Hayek actually was predicting the future and had psychic powers that we as the audience are supposed to look at this as ridiculous. But again, because of where the end result is and what eventually happens with Selma Hayek and Lady Gaga's characters, it then can't be played off as like camp, like you're saying. Like I thought a lot about... There's this movie that came out a couple of years ago called Red Sparrow, this uh, this Jennifer Lawrence movie where like it's way too long. And I think she's doing this Russian accent that is so hit or miss throughout the movie. And there's like this sex scene with, uh, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on his name, um, Joel Edgerton, um, that like everybody's clothes are on, which is the weirdest sex scene I've ever seen. Um, and I just, I felt so off put by like am i supposed to be taking this seriously or is this like just supposed to be as ridiculous and it's played up that way and through this it's that but it's based off a true story like i'm okay if you go over the top with stuff like the people versus oj simpson and the ridiculous makeup that john travolta is wearing as robert shapiro like i bought in because they're trying to be ridiculous but take it seriously and i'm all aboard and with this, there's never that mo- those moments of levity that allow me to know what kind of movie it is that, man, I, I, just, I can't help but think this is just a, a swing and a miss from a lot of people who I really like. And it's unfortunate to say so. Yeah, I don't even I, I just I'm sort of at a loss. I've struggled. You know, really, we saw it. We saw it earlier today, and I've struggled all day, like processing my feelings on this movie. Beyond kind of, I've just kind of ended up in a place of like, meh, because I just, I just, I I didn't, I didn't get the joy out of it. I was hoping, I thought this was going to give me like a bunch of trashy glee, and the trailers kind of lean into this father son house of Gucci. But when that, and this was, you know, the the audience was like awake and alert for this movie and no, nobody laughed at Father Son House of Gucci. Nobody like smiled or anything like that. Everyone did, however, laugh and not in the way that I think was intended when Jared Leto, I'm almost certain, said the line, it's a me, a Paolo. And um, boy. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The one thing I kind of liked was Adam Driver. Like... He's becoming one of my favorite actors working right now. I, it, it might just be one of my best actors working right now if I'm doing that ranking. And he rarely puts in a bad performance. I think he's trying to do a good job here. That I, I mean, as good a job as you could. Opposite people that I think are overdoing it, you know. But the character is so... His motivations are so screwed up that I just... I couldn't get past that, you know. I actually... Uh, Having again spent all of you know an afternoon mulling mm-hmm. it, I think I disagree with you in the sense that I think Driver is the single reason the movie least works. Like Lady Gaga, oh, he's goes, the only one taking it seriously. Correct. Okay. He's the guy who's playing it like total straight man, which makes his ridiculous character arc less sensical. When you know he's got a finite amount of screen time because there are, there are six major actors, and like halfway through, a couple of good like character actors show up like all of a sudden jack houston who is the guy with half a face on boardwalk empire shows up and is like a, a pretty major player in all this um the you mentioned stillwater the girl from stillwater shows up as a fairly major player in all this like it keeps tacking on characters so his arc from like the respectable gucci to the like fuck up that he becomes by the end of it is just not not sold at all in an effective way to me like his kind of I, I i don't know how else to say it other than a heel turn is not at, at all effective i guess maybe there's some argument that 
you know, his depiction is largely how the Gaga character saw him. And that's why he goes from being such like a nerdy sweetheart to being such a prick. But the, the authorial eye of this movie goes far beyond Gaga. There's massive extended scenes from the perspective of other characters. And the direction isn't clearly like depicting that. Maybe the screenplay tries to get at that and the actual construction of the movie doesn't get there. There are, there are reasons. But if if someone was brought in who who went big and went sort of nuts at the level that everyone else does. I actually think that um, assuming he wasn't going to do his mumble shit, Tom Hardy would be someone who could kind of get on the same like bonkers level that so much of the rest of the cast was. That if we're that- going to go nuts here, eyes. Call your boy Christian Bale to do the over no, the top. No, no. Are you kidding me? Christian Bale would be like, uh, would be like method and surly and be, a, but not in a fun way. He'd be like, he'd the be like method and surly. He'd be like method and surly in a miserable way. I'd be like, wow, what a miserable, tortured, introspective uh, performance from him. Fuck that. I, I want like, I want Tom Hardy like mumbling over words and shitting himself like in Capone. That's, that would have oh, made okay. this thing a lot better. All right, fair enough. I think I think we actually agree on Driver. I'm saying for the movie I thought this was going to be, I think Driver's doing that. And then everybody else, including, as you mentioned, the screenplay gives him this narrative that just, it doesn't really work. I don't understand why he goes along with, he, he warns her about the Gucci name and then suddenly becomes part of that Gucci infamy that I just, I didn't understand why Anyway, all this to say, this is a swing and a miss from Ridley Scott that I was not prepared for going into this today. And at two hours and 37 minutes, one minute longer than Eternals, I I can't help but wonder if all of the frustrations we've had about people not going to see movies may be justified. Like, listen, go see Ghostbusters Afterlife over this. Go see King Richard over this too. But like, this was, I don't know, like, and like, the the weirdest part is like he like reading some of the chatter and the predictions. This is like a potential six or seven nominee put a contender here. Like I wonder what we're looking at in a couple months from now when the awards the, the precursors start to hit. But man, like I don't like like I don't buy that this is like the top we have to offer, and it, it's kind of frustrating, you know. With the Oscars. Um, SAG, the Screen Actors Guild, carries an immense amount of weight. They're the biggest single block of voters. And SAG has a tendency um, to vote for very big performances. So when you get your sort of very shticky, let's just keep dunking on Renee Zellweger in Judy sort of performance where it's like, oh, here's an actress that we're familiar with playing a person that we know and like and look at how much acting she's doing. They tend to reward the most acting. And there is a lot of acting in this movie. And I think even you have largely come to my side, at least on this movie, of the most acting is very much not the best acting. And there's a lot of acting here. And that's why I think it's a it's a genuine awards that I think that Jared Leto, I think it's actually happened once before. I can't recall. But I think that Jared Leto could get both an Oscar nomination and a Razzie nomination. (laughs) <laughs> Jesus. I'm, I, I'm gonna i'm going to check myself because i think it's happened before go ahead the worst part about it is like i i i can't think of like the real people being like this and if they were this eccentric fine but like 
I never got this sense that I was watching real people. And part of that is part of that is the performance. Part of that is the story. And if you want to like I can do like the, the lifestyles of the rich and famous. I love succession that that show has all these people with all these rich people problems, but the characters are done so well, both written and acted that I'm invested. And all of the issues that pop up here are so like quickly pushed to the side by, by both, both Gaga and and driver that I'm never, I'm never aware of what the stakes are either, which again, for the movie being this long made me wonder where we were headed. Now, look, I guess I won't spoil the, ending of the end game of Adam Driver's character and what happens it is history if you want to to find out just google it instead of watching this movie but when i found out what the stakes were okay now i get why or why it was like that but then to go back and think about everything that was going on it didn't it just didn't click for me throughout the movie uh, i am right amy irving was nominated for an oscar and a razzie for the movie yentl uh barbara okay. streisand's directorial debut so okay. that, that does exist i i don't know what to say about this movie i'm actually i'm just kind of I, i'm kind of at a loss for words because i i just i'm i'm, I'm sad to see ridley make one of my least favorite Ridley movies. I agree with everything you're saying about the stakes. I, 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 I think it even I knew. And even then I, I don't think it quite makes sense because there's so much time spent on like the machinations of ownership shares of the Gucci brand. So much time. And it amounts to, um, we're talking around what, you know, I'm sure you've guessed if you've listened this far, it, it doesn't really matter in the end of the movie. It's just, it's such a strange, inert, dramatic choice, especially for a movie that is already very long. And Succession is sort of the perfect comp because I watched Succession right before we recorded this podcast. And let me tell you that Succession does, you know, dramatic drama with comedic elements uh, of the rich and, and asshole-ish a hell of a lot better than House of Gucci does. Like, just rewatch season three of succession which is damn that show is leveled up again just it's it's so fucking good now just watch succession don't watch don't watch house of gucci yeah i didn't get to watch tonight's episode because i was watching the knicks the opposite of success anyway hey the, um, the succession ended in time for me to watch the knicks fall apart at fall the, end of the, game, in the so. fourth quarter yeah there you go um so bernardo what would your score be out of 10 in this movie a four out of ten yo for me Four out of ten. Okay. Well, do you know? I, this is my same score. We did not compare notes, and I also have a four out of ten. Um, would this change anything on your Ridley Scott Alien power rankings in the final pantheon of the final review? Uh, I would probably say a few less nice things about Ridley. About Ridley? If, we, <laughs> if we had to redo the Alien podcast again, I'd probably talk a little more about the times he misses, mm-hmm. which we omitted but this this falls in the the body of lies pile for me and the all the money in the world pile which like actually a bad Ridley Scott movie is still better made than like 99% of other movies fair but even like we were talking about this earlier like even the filmmaking elements here I thought this was very plainly shot I thought there's this like Instagram filter on some of his movies that it's like darker and colder and it's it's like okay this is summer. Why is everything so dark and like blue? 
as a result, like at a, at a certain point, turn the light on in your mansion because it this looks exactly like all the money in the world. This has like I understood it in the medieval times of Same the last duel. Shot them. Yep. So that makes sense too. I, I just I I thought I, again the script is poor. The score I I I was fine with. But I didn't notice anything that like stood out. You know, so I don't even know how well made this is. I think as far as Ridley's concerned, the argument here is like when you're in your eighties and you're saying yes to two movies a year and you're taking a lot of shots at, uh, you're taking BP and you're taking a lot of swings. Some are going to be swings and miss. Some are going to be over the fence. And this is a classic example of that. I, I would say I, I actually, I disagree with you a little on Darius Walski. I think he's very good. Um, I, I don't, think this movie is as bad looking as That's you what do. I'm it, saying this movie. Oh, you don't, you think this movie is better looking than, than I'm saying? Yes. I okay. think it does have this sort of like, I really like it happened a lot with, with Giannis Kaminsky and modern Spielberg movies. But, um, I, I there is this sort of like pretty grayscale thing that happens here, but I think he's a, a very competent, uh, very competent at shooting a movie. And I think that this is an aesthetic choice that doesn't work for you more than a, a poor choice. I mean, this, this guy did some some really really legit stuff. Even like the Pirates of the Caribbean movies he shot, and those are extremely well shot. This guy did The Martian. Like I'm right there with you that he's competent. I'm saying this isn't an example of his competence. I I think it's fine. But look, even if this movie even if this movie were shot by you know one of the all time greats, even if even if the entire uh, Children of Men team came in to reshoot this movie, <laughs> uh, it. it it would not fix the the abundant flaws. Here you go. You want to make this movie better? Get Deacons, and this is all one take. Oh God! Yeah, oh God. I'm all aboard with one long take of Jared Leto. I look forward to them, you know, aging up the girl in real time with special effects while not breaking the one take. Bingo. Um, okay, I think I think we've talked about House of Gucci enough. What we we did this for King Richard though. Is this going to be nominated for Best Picture? Maybe. Good lord bohemian rhapsody this is this is the bohemian rhapsody spot uh the the, the difference bohemian rhapsody made like 270 million dollars domestic and this is going to open to like 10 yeah now um, this is the first time the first time we've recorded an episode before a movie actually so we won't even know yeah what it looks like we don't know but the tracking is like 10 million for the thanksgiving holiday weekend um driver hell no not even in the conversation gaga very strong chance she's nominated which is very 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 upsetting it's a it's an incredible year for best actress and i think that she's going to i think there's a really good chance she gets in we've been hinting we i don't even think we did it justice like her character like the performance isn't good i don't know how to how to reconcile anybody that commends her performance in this it's not good there are scenes look so i think some scenes are better than others there's one like scene where she goes really big um where she's mad at someone delivering papers to her Mm -hmm. and it is look it's like just embarrassing like i i buy that like jared leto is a crazy person and is like doing this thing in a way that like she just totally 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 loses me in that scene it's just i agree with you it's not good i mean kristen stewart's winning best actress i think it's the i think it's a total slam dunk it's the race is over but there's some good performances out there in movies no one is no one's going to see um i I might as well have the thought jared leto oh totally i i i (sighs) gun to my head right now that that i think is the most likely nomination from this movie okay and then other filmmaking elements i mean i 
I don't. I think there's too many of these like pretty black and white movies that are going to dominate cinematography. So I don't think that's getting in. I don't think the score is remarkable enough to to get in. Though I don't think it's terrible. Um, I, I you never know, makeup. Well, actually, oh yeah, oh no, yeah, actually, the makeup. Ma- now that I'm thinking about it. Make the makeup for Leto is actually really, really effective. Mm-hmm. It, it's weird because he has like a young person's eyes in this otherwise like old, dilapidated bag of human trash he's playing but um yeah that i actually i'm, I'm trying to think of anything's going to beat that i think that that's if not the favorite has to be a favorite again it, it, to your point of like the most makeup you know unless west side story has good makeup i think it's pretty good i i i'll say I, it's, he, it's a it's lot it's not as bad as i was expecting it to be when i saw the trailer is what i'll say the more that they held the camera on leto it's like all right that that's believable it's it's like when they gave Foxcatcher the Oscar just for the nose you know or just gave Vice the Oscar solely for the the makeup on Bale um yeah it's fair um okay this movie's gonna oh, be and, around and, and oh, costumes. costumes costumes too costumes too and honestly it's a Ridley Scott movie and that means that everyone who works on it is like top of the charts good so I, I haven't looked at like who all the people are that are like the set decorators and stuff like that, but I wouldn't be stunned by production design. It's showing up because I'll bet the people who are doing that are each of them like 11 time Oscar nominees because that's who works on Ridley Scott movies. You just have elite, elite craftsmen. And those people tend to get nominated time and time again. If, you, if it got a sound nomination, I wouldn't be stunned. So, yeah, we'll see. All right. That is our review of House of Gucci going to be available if you want to see what we were talking about then by all means go spend two and a half hours on a on this movie um i will see how it does throughout award season oz what would you like to plug before we get out of here follow me at oz on movies on twitter go to the invention of dreams.com and uh yeah listen next week yes toy story is our next final review or it should be out i guess tomorrow um oh and at time of recording it's not for a couple days but a time of release to all our american friends happy thanksgiving um i hope you and your family are able to uh not discourse as much as things usually happen at thanksgiving i have a very packed house coming my way uh tomorrow so this should be a pretty eventful thanksgiving but i'm excited and one thing i'm thankful for is the person i get to do this podcast with and the podcast that we get to do for you guys so thank you for making the first couple months of this show so rewarding both our listeners and mr ozrowski i am also thankful for our blossoming friendship mr claudio and i am uh, you know who I'm most thankful for? The listeners that are not like Nick's film school people or even my friends, like the, the handful of like random people that are listening. We love you guys. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Especially for putting up with like when we randomly start talking like deep cut Nick's shit on here <laughs> and you don't and you don't turn it off and unsubscribe. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you very much. And we love you so much. Happy Thanksgiving. Tune in next time for another final review. Good Lord, Jared Leto. Yeah, yep, not good. <laughs> not good at all.